0: guest and no I'm not talking about this cute dog although the owner of the dog is here with me Magali Renee she is a business strategist a best-selling author and my personal coach Thank you for being on the show, Magalene. Of
1: course, I'm so happy to be here, Andy. I'm hey. glad
0: that you brought your dog with you. Of oh,
1: course, cool. I bring him everywhere.
0: What's your dog's name?
1: My dog's name is Prince, and he is my partner in crime. Right on. He's my associate <laughs> and my oh, employee. <laughs> <exactly> your employee. <laughs> One of my employees, so yeah.
0: T- today on The Progression Show, we get to talk about your story. Okay. And we get to talk about your journey to being a successful, best-selling author, coach, and business strategist.
1: Absolutely. So
0: where does your journey begin?
1: Oh, my goodness. My journey begins in Brooklyn, New York, I suppose. Although um, I think the journey for me begins way before that. It begins with the parents that I have. So, yeah, right in the womb. I'm very, very feminine woo-woo with my stuff. So definitely that's where my journey begins. It begins with my mother and my father. They're both Haitian. Uh, And, yeah, Brooklyn, New York is where I was born and raised. And I'm Haitian-American, first-generation immigrant. That's so where my story starts. So now
0: you're, you're coaching some of the most successful individuals that this planet has to offer. What was the experience from going from that Brooklyn, New York girl, to now living in California and coaching some highly successful people?
1: You want the long story or what the short story? Yeah, we can get it all. <laughs> get it all, let's get it all. So I'd say the short story was, it really just took deci- making a decision over and over again and following my heart. What was that decision? So the decision is to take action, on those feelings that I have that come up, those desires that I have to take action on them. Okay. And not to doubt myself, but instead to just move.
0: So, so let's, let's tap into that, take, mm-hmm. action, take action. What was it that, that you wanted to take action on and that the doubt came?
1: Um, I mean, I think that, that that comes up all the time. Doubt is one of the things most people ch- are challenged with. I certainly have that challenge and most of the people that I, everybody that I coach, from, you know, I've had people that are building 15 million in their business and I've had people who are just starting out. They all have the same fears and we mm. all have them, which is we doubt ourselves in certain moments. And really in those moments, you have a choice. Do you give in to that doubt? Do you let it sort of take you down? Do you stall? Do you start and then stop? Um, do you give into it or do you make a different decision? Do is you choose doubt, something different?
0: The doubt for someone who's building a business who's just starting out and you know they they may be on their first thousand dollars compared to the person who's on their 15th million is the doubt equivalent or is it different
1: same doubt same it absolutely the exact same conversation wow. it's i don't know if i'm enough to make this happen i'm not sure how this is gonna look how are what are people gonna think it's all the same
0: so how does yeah. one overcome such doubt
1: Um, I think that there's a couple of a couple of steps for me. So I I can give you my process. And I know when I'm coaching people, it really depends. It depends what kind of person you are. So the first thing to know is know yourself. I always say you've got to know yourself. Are you the kind of person who's, you know, um, maybe high energy and really doesn't really take the time to stop and breathe and consider and be thoughtful about the decisions you're gonna make? Or are you the kind of person that hesitates Mm. and waits and thinks, overthinks and overthinks? So just kind of knowing yourself first and foremost, that will help you take the next step. And the next, go ahead.
0: There's two types of people, based on what you just shared, It's one that someone who makes a decision very fast based off energy, Mm -hmm. and then another person who analyzes the whole entire situation. I definitely think,
1: yeah, I think that we fluctuate between one and the other. There are a lot of different personalities and where you might fall within that. But generally, those are the two things. You're either moving at the speed of light and maybe you're not being thoughtful about the way you're making decisions and you just want to make it happen, results, results, results. Or you're the kind of person that that holds yourself back and waits and stops and pauses and overthinks things. And maybe things might take way longer for you than it needs to because you're just not moving.
0: Which is the best place to be? I
1: would say the best place to be is somewhere in the middle. Um, You know, anything that's too far on one end or the other isn't going to work. So to go back to the answer of how do you shift into making, taking action and getting over self-doubt is really like based on where you are in this spectrum, you're either gonna need to stop and pause and be grounded and get clear on what you really want and then just choose, or you're gonna need to take action and move quicker. Okay. So sometimes the easiest way to take action is just to do it. Don't overthink it, gotcha. just make a decision and go.
0: You have, uh, in, in my life and in, in my personal, business you have evoked a lot of things out of me when you're coaching me now what is the process that you use to support that that you can support some of the viewers that are watching to find out what it is that they truly want
1: um i'd say you got to be with yourself you have to sit with yourself and for me that means getting quiet So how do you get silent enough and silent the noise in your head, quiet those voices that are telling you a million things and those outside influences? You're watching YouTube, you're watching Insta, and everybody's doing different things. How do you stop for yourself and decide what you want? you got to disconnect. you got to disconnect for a minute, and you have to really get conscious. So I love meditating. That's my thing. Some other people might want to pray. Other people may just need to take out a journal. Right. And that's a great way to start. Or if you're visual, you can do a vision board. You know, people think that's played out, but that still works. I have friends that do that for like a living. They have programs around vision boarding. So there are different ways that you can choose to stop and really sit with what do I really want out of my life? When I move, if money wasn't in the way, if time wasn't in the way and if other people's conversations and obligations weren't in the way, what would I want to do? Mm. Tap into that.
0: If money wasn't in the way, and if other people's influences weren't in the way, and if the conversations about uh, what other people say to you, yep. if that was in the way, what, what is it that you would do? And, um, and yep. by, by, you're saying by sitting with yourself or using a visual, visualization method similar to a vision boarding, or just thinking about the future. Yep, or journaling
1: or writing it down, whatever works for you. Meditating, that might work Meditating. too. Meditating? Yeah.
0: Okay. How, how is someone sure though?
1: You gotta trust Cause like, cause it. This I mean, is the thing. I mean, like, This is I mean, a great like, question, Andy. What is I mean, this is getting juicy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like,
0: how can someone be sure, like, I have clients in my company that are in their late 60s. How can they be so sure that this is what they want? Because if they go on a five, 10-year journey going to something that they don't want, man, it's gonna be a lot of, you know, it's gonna be messed up at the end.
1: Well, when I listen to that, I hear, like, I hear a little bit of perfectionism going on. Like, there's this one place that I gotta get to, and I'm just gonna know right off the bat that this, is, that this thing that I choose, this thing that I think I want, I know that I'm always gonna want this thing. That's not necessarily how life works, right? And this is one of the things that I had to break through is thinking that there was a destination to get to. Mm. You have a goal, but in the goal, it's the process that's really interesting. That's where the juice is. So you're saying,
0: you're saying to focus on the process, not the result, Absolutely, the, the destination?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You, so in the moment, so last year, I was one way, this year in this moment, right now I'm a different person. And I'm gonna be another person in another couple of months. So I really get to trust myself and not be overthinking, oh, I'm already 10 years out in the future, I'll never make a decision if I sit there. If I go, I don't know what I want, how do I know that what I want right now is gonna take me out to the 10, 5, 15 years from now, then I'm already putting myself, I'm no longer being present. So the best way to make a decision and to choose action is to choose it from a place of being present. Where am I right now? How do I feel right now? I'm going to trust what's coming up for me in this moment and know that it's going to take me some distance, one way or another. And sometimes what you choose and what you want in this moment will lead you and guide you if you follow it, if you trust it, it's going to lead you to that next place. In that next place, in that next okay. place.
0: So I'm very tempted to continue this on what it is that we want. I mean, the amount of people that I've spoken to, even me in my personal life, it's always about being clear about what we want. So here I have an expert who's going to teach us literally how to, how to figure that out. And what is the, the road bumps? I know, and sometimes when I'm coaching with you and we get clear on what it is that I want and the direction to get there, I then will fall back on comparing myself to others. And we had we had a, a, a challenge recently about that. A really that good that, session about that, yeah. the li- session that you supported me to overcome and break through. So, and in addition to that, when I was going through that time of comparing myself to other people in my industry, I recognized there was a lot of people on social media who was having a similar challenge. Mm-hmm. So then that means it's a worldwide phenomenon that people are having this challenge. So how can people continue on this path without comparing themselves to others?
1: Um, that's a really great question. It all feeds into the self-doubt, right? So you just got to think about what is it that you want? Let's just, let's just back it out. So when I compare myself, so when you compare yourself, tell me, how did you feel when you were comparing yourself to other people?
0: When I c- compare myself to other people, I felt belittled.
1: How else did you feel? So You felt belittled.
0: I felt small. I felt that I was not important.
1: Small, unimportant.
0: I felt small. I felt unimportant. I felt, uh, ashamed. Ashamed. That I I haven't reached up to that level yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Saddened. Saddened. I felt saddened. I felt anger.
1: And anger. So you felt unimportant. You felt small. You felt saddened. You felt anger. You felt ashamed. Um, You were beating yourself up because you hadn't reached this level as you were comparing yourself to someone. So it's a really simple question. Mm -hmm. Do you want to feel sad, angry, ashamed, depleted, belittled, all these things? No. How do you want to feel?
0: I want to feel happy, joyful, courageous, confident, and loving.
1: So if you know that comparing yourself just feeds those negative energies, it makes you sad, it makes you feel small, it makes you feel like you're never going to arrive, you're never going to get there, and what you know you really want is to feel empowered and happy and joyful and motivated on your game to feel confident, then it's a really simple decision right there. Right, like there's always a decision we have to make. And you can just choose in that moment to say, how do I wanna feel right now? If I wanna feel the things that are gonna lead me forward, catapult my vision, it's certainly not gonna be sitting on Instagram and comparing myself to people.
0: So you're you're saying to make the choice. You're saying that all it is is a choice.
1: Everything is a choice.
0: Everything, what what do you mean by everything's a choice?
1: Everything's a choice. It's so funny because I think we get caught up in how we feel and it's one of the things that used to stick me. I'd be like, well, I, I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel happy. I don't feel energized. Mm. And you know, I, there's a saying, feelings are like farts. They pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they pass, right? Yeah. Like, So if I'm gonna put all my stock and my energy in my feelings, then I'm never going to create anything concrete because my feelings go like this. Right, right, right. You know, one morning I feel great. The next morning I might feel really sad or depleted. But it's not about how I feel. It's about what I choose. Okay. It's about taking action based on a decision that I make. So
0: is it, is it that simple or is it like a one, two, three step process? Like, like do I got to do, like I know for example like Mel Robbins and she has a, a, a system where it's like, you know, the five second rule. Yep, five, but I use that five second five, rule. Yes, I do. Is, is there a process to... Choose to, to make a choice because it can't be just that easy. It's
1: really that simple. We as humans overcomplicate things. Wow. We make things really complicated. The question is, how do you want to feel? Okay. If you're doing, if you're taking an action that you know is going to lead you in a certain direction and it's not the direction you want to go, then it really is that simple. We have my little, my little employee right here causing trouble <laughs> Prince, in the background. Prince doing, her, doing Prince his thing. Prince doing his thing.
0: So, so, so it's a choice. And then after I choose, I get to move forward with that choice.
1: Yeah, because All I right. think that people don't realize how much power they have. Got it. Right? When we're in our feelings, we think we are at the mercy of our feelings. <laughs> when really we're the ones who are in charge of what we choose to choose, do. Yeah. got it. We choose to, like, the, the action we choose to take. I have the control over that. Okay. You know?
0: Okay, word. So, so when you grew up in, in Brooklyn... How did you? So we're gonna backtrack. So you you were growing up in Brooklyn. When did you leave Brooklyn to come over here?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, that happened recently, like seven years ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this I've lived I lived quite a bit of life. We don't need to tell them my age, but uh, I lived in New York for like most of my life, and then I moved to Boston and I lived there for six years when I was in college, and I moved here seven years ago. And I wanted to be a Californian. I wanted to live in LA since I was. I don't know, like 12. Why? So it was just, I don't even know. I had no family here. I just felt like there was something calling me. You know, I heard your story, and I know that one of your things was you just had, you had gotten this this feeling one day, and you were like, I really want to move to California. Yes. You just had a vibe, and you just did it, right? You made the choice. Right, right. You made the choice. So it was basically that. It took me a longer time to make that choice. I've, I've had relationships I was in, and I was married, and um, I did move here initially with my husband. And so uh, there were some things that needed to be worked. Out, but I made it over. And seven years ago,
0: you made you made it here. And now, since since you made it here, what have you been up to?
1: Oh my God, so many things. Um, I've written. So I launched my first business. I so my background, so you guys know, is in public relations, is in marketing, um, corporate communications. So always writing and always speaking, um, but doing that
0: corporate entity to to the end user.
1: Uh, corporate, I was working in corporate. So I was okay. working for a corporation and I was helping my clients and the, or, or the company, depending where I was in my career, um, helping them to brand themselves and get their message out into the Got world, it. right? And so I did that for businesses and I launched eventually my own business in a completely unrelated field in interior design. And I launched that business right before I moved to LA. Wow. So when I moved to LA, my business took off. So my interior design business took off. I wrote a, um, I was redesigning schools on, mostly on the East Coast. Um, so I traveled back and forth. I was doing, I did some, I redesigned some office spaces, some homes, some residences, now, why, and-
0: why, why, Let me ask you a question. Why, why would someone ask you to come? I mean, can can they just go to Ikea?
1: No, not they can't do, Ikea can't do what I do. Okay, so, so
0: What made it special that you came in? Um,
1: yeah, I think that's a really great question. So, my company is called Consciously Design. It's actually still active, and uh, consciouslydesign.com, but it's about creating a beautiful I love that space. Plug. I love that a plug. Hello, my drop. But um, it's a creating beautiful spaces for a better world. So, okay. at the end of the day, it was really for me about creating an environment. That supports people in having, in feeling the way that they'd like to feel. So, if you know it's a school, for instance, how do you want the kids to feel when they come in? How do you want the teachers to feel? Absolutely. The environment that you're in, I'd say everything in the environment. So, both the air quality, right down to the furniture, to the colors, your office space colors. That was a lot of the work that I was doing when I was doing interior design.
0: merengue purple, mm-hmm. how, how does that make people feel? You know, for okay. me,
1: how does it make you feel? For me, it makes me feel cozy. I want to okay. sit down and I want to get comfortable and I want to talk to people That's actually how and I want to connect, kind of what we're doing right now.
0: That's kind of how this environment is, especially like this couch. Now, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. See, if it was me, man, I would have put a table and a chair and I, that would have been it. Because you want to do work. You want to yeah. get
1: work done, right? So maybe in your office, maybe you're the kind of person that doesn't need a lot of clutter. So you want a lot of light. You want to have something that that makes you feel like, okay, let's get down to business. So you'd have gotcha. a lot more a clean space, there'd be a lot a lot less things, maybe not as much comfort. So. Gosh, gotcha.
0: okay, yeah. powerful, powerful. So I
1: did that when I moved to LA after interior design. Um, I actually started doing personal development work, and that's how I ended up in coaching because I actually transitioned businesses. Um, I transitioned businesses myself, and then I found that a lot of people want to do that. Like something like 89%, some crazy percentage of people are unhappy with the work that they do. And I had successfully transitioned businesses. I had gone from being a corporate, just like an employee, to then owning my own business. So when I got out here and I started doing personal development work, I realized I had a skill for supporting people in doing the same thing.
0: So So that's how I got into what I'm doing. And the personal development work.
1: In the personal development work, yeah. So
0: so you did a lot of different personal development programs? Absolutely. And that supported you in understanding how to coach people?
1: In understanding myself first, and then understanding certainly how to coach people. Yeah, how people think.
0: How many people would you say you've coached in the last seven years since you started? Oh, my God.
1: Um, I think at this point, I'm probably up to, I want to say 200, maybe a little
0: more. 200 people. Yeah, it feels
1: like more. It's probably actually more. It's probably closer to... I'd, let's just leave it around 200 200? that I've had like one on one coaching so processes. What with. would
0: you say the biggest, peop- the, the biggest challenge that people really have nowadays?
1: Um, I'd say it's multifold. I'd say there are probably three of the biggest challenges, but we could break it all down to fear. Really? Right. Like everything. You're, it's either fear or it's either feeding fear or it's feeding love is the way I like to look at things. Um, foundationally, and there are certain three main fears that I think people, especially people trying to um, run businesses, launch businesses, be successful, you know people on there people like you that want to be seen, that want to be heard, that have a message to share with people, there are three main fears: one is fear of the unknown
0: fear of the, fear of the unknown
1: um, meaning they're they 're scared because they can 't control what 's going to happen okay. uh, fear of being judged
0: fear of judgment.
1: Uh, And I'd say, fear of, what would that last fear be? Fear of judgment, fear of the unknown, and, this is a big one actually, fear of success.
0: Fear of success.
1: This is the, the, the one that surprised me the most. I didn't expect this for people, but this is one of the things that show up the most for people that have a big vision and a big plan. They're actually not afraid to fail. They're afraid to succeed.
0: My goodness. Yeah. You know, in, in my career, and, and we, we've talked about this, but in, in my career, how, how, how do you know if you're scared to be successful or you're scared of failure?
1: Um, I'd say you need to have a good coach that knows the questions to ask. That's no, number and, one. And it's, and it's,
0: that's very true, because <laughs> yeah. I do recognize that you're able to pick up. And, and if you recognize, there was, a, there was a moment during this interview where she said, I hear perfectionism. And that th- the words that we share literally are our world. Express a little bit about that. Because I see that you're always nitpicking on the, t- the, the vocabulary of the people that you're working with. And you, because of the fe- vocabulary, you're able to literally dissect what's challenging them.
1: Yeah, you just said something really powerful. So uh, words create your work words create your world right um one of the the most masterful coaches i've ever had said that and Margot majdi and she's amazing um and essentially when you we have very common language we use and that language sort of takes away from our part our power our energy our focus it like cuts we cut ourselves down without even knowing it so like you might say i'm trying Well, if you're trying, you're not doing. So which one, are you doing it or you're not doing it? it. Like get clear, so that's one of the things. Um, You might say something like, oh, I have to. I gotta go do this, I gotta go do that, I need to. There's like a desperate energy that comes with that. Whereas if I was to say something like, I can't wait to, I get to, I'm blessed to. Mm. Words really create your world. Um, And in terms of the fear of failure and the fear of success conversation, Really think about why it is you haven't made the moves or the decisions that you've made. It's possible that it's because, it's either because you're afraid that you're gonna be judged and you're gonna flub and everyone's gonna see you fail, and that's possible. But think a little bit deeper. Might you also be afraid that if you are a success, let's say, Andy, what's what's gonna happen if you, I'll put you in this, we'll, we'll do a little case study with Andy. If you were to go from where you're at now financially and quadruple that, what would happen?
0: The first thing I just think about is the amount of more responsibility that I'll have. That's the first thing I just... That's it. More payroll, more...
1: That's it. Yeah. You're gonna need more employees, you're gonna have more responsibilities. Yeah. So really ask yourself, wherever you are right now in your business and on your journey, ask yourself, if I was to be successful and and get clear on what success means for you, but if I, I don't even know which (laughs) one is my camera. Anyways, beautiful. (laughs) If I was successful right now, what would change in my life? What kind of responsibilities would I now have? And if you find your stomach getting tight with that, if you feel like your, you know, your throat, you might feel it in different places, but if you feel concerned, if you feel scared, then that might be something that's stopping you. It might actually be a bigger fear for you to be successful, because then everything changes, than for you to fail. Because if you were to fail, you wouldn't be any, you wouldn't be any different than you are now, maybe. You'd just be in the same place.
0: Wow, no, that's, that's, that's deep. And I can't imagine how many people experience that in their life, and it either stops them or, or it slows them down. So how can one overcome fear of success?
1: Um, I'd say, Take it one step at a time in your mind. I think sometimes we have these really big visions and um, they seem gigantic and they seem like a lot, but know a couple of things. So I'm gonna go with this, the spiritual route too. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean religious, but you can apply it any which way you want. But you're not going to be given anything or you're not gonna receive anything that you cannot hold. Mm. That's the first thing. So I'm not, a mega millionaire right now because my life isn't set up, my business isn't set up to hold that. So you're actually not gonna be able to have yet what you cannot hold. So it's step by step. Take it one moment at a time, so saying, one you're, step you're at a time.
0: Faith, that regardless, have that faith that once you arrive to, the, to that position, you would be able to handle it.
1: No doubt. And also know that it's a, biz, it's a building process, right? So you're building something and success today It's not the same as success tomorrow. It's all a process. So again, we started here talking about how it's not just one vision and one end goal. There's an entire journey that you get to go on in order to even get to wherever you think you wanna go. And that might even change over time. And so really just knowing that by the time you get there, focus on this moment. Focus on what you need to do right now that will relieve you of overthinking about what it's gonna look like in the future. Because by, to your point, if you have faith and you move and you take steps forward, by the time you get where you think you wanna go, you'll be ready, you'll be prepared, it'll be happening. So
0: we have some questions for you actually today. We have some questions for you. And these questions are real life scenarios. And you get to answer these questions as a coach.
1: Okay. Bring it. Says, I feel like this is like the lightning round. The
0: person says, I, I'm in a job I hate. Now, I'm going to be very clear on the language that I use. Mm-hmm. It will be actually what's in the text and not uh, any of my own words. I am in a job I hate. How do I break free from this and have the courage to do what I'm passionate about?
1: Oh, my God. I'm writing a book about that right now so good. It's a really good question. Um, So there are a couple of things. First of all, really think about, we just talked about words create your world. So the first thing that I want to dissect is that word hate. Any negative language you're using, even if you dislike something, it's only emphasizing how bad it is the more you say it. I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. So let's try and hack You know, I like to hack the universe, right? Like, let's hack the universe. If you were to say today, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. Remove it from the job. Remove the hate. Remove all of that. Just keep saying that to yourself. See what would show up over the course of the days. Maybe you'd start paying more attention to the things, even at this job, that overall you don't like. You'd start paying attention to the things that are not so bad. Mm. Because you're saying over and over, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second is you got to really assess, have you gotten clear on what you do want? Because that's where your focus gets to go. Tony Robbins is amazing with this. He'll say, "Look for, find the red in a room. Mm -hmm. And people will be looking for the red. They'll look for the red. And he'll go, okay, stop looking for the red. People are still seeing the red. You still find the red in the room because right. your brain is wired to look for the thing that you've just talked yourself into looking at. Right. So instead, remove the focus from the job that you hate and get really crystal clear on what it is you want. So what's the job that you want? Do you even know that? Some people hate their job, but they don't even have an idea of what it is they would do if they could do something different.
0: So, so what should they do in that, in that scenario?
1: Um in the scenario of hating their job and not wanting to, to change jobs. Because,
0: because my, you know, I tell them I'll become an entrepreneur. Going, I tell everybody going to sales, being you know, an entrepreneur. Well, from your point of view. From my way? point
1: of view, you gotta do what, what feels good to you, what makes you happy. So you have to know what that is. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people think they're supposed to be an entrepreneur and then they become entrepreneurs and they're miserable. It's not for them. So first of all, explore. So start testing things out. If you don't already know what it is you wanna do, then start testing it out. I, I coach a lot of different people, and some of them are within corporations, some of them are in their career, some of them are executives, others are entrepreneurs. It, for me, it doesn't matter what you are. It matters that you are content and fulfilled with what you've chosen. So get clear on that. Explore so that you can determine what it is you really want, and then jumping off from there, now you're gonna start taking the action, step by step by step, to make that become your reality. So what are your action steps? You have a plan? So do you know what you so, want no, and then do you have a plan? might
0: not even have a plan. There
1: you go, so that's the second step. So you gotta know what you want and then you need to create a plan for how you're gonna get it. And in the meantime, adjust your words, adjust your focus so you can say, I love what I do. And you can start focusing on the things that don't make you miserable as opposed to what's dragging you down. Right. Right. So that's my that's my 10 cents. there. The next
0: question is, I've done everything I thought I was supposed to do. I got a degree, got a great job. I got married. And yet I feel empty and unhappy inside. I thought I wanted this. What the fuck?
1: (laughs) Ha! I've been there, so first and foremost, I have been there. I understand this to such a level. Um, That one really hits me close. Um, What I'd say is that, back to that first point, you didn't really take the time to know yourself. You had an idea, is what I'm hearing, based on probably what you grew up around, maybe who your friends are and who you're around, Possibly your parents, maybe society and television and rom-coms. You had this vision of what life was supposed to look like, and my question to that viewer or that uh, reader is: What is it that you really want? What makes you happy? Have you ever taken so getting, the time to explore what makes you happy? On
0: what it is that makes them happy? Yep. And, then the action steps. and then taking the action steps. So uh, this is interesting. This one's this. The question is. I am divorced and single, and now I see engagement announcements, wedding pictures, and other professions of love. Other professions of love. I feel extremely annoyed. How do you recommend I turn this into a more positive thought?
1: If you can't be happy for someone else's success in any area of their life, you are not, you're repelling your own success. Wow in any area of your life. That includes lo- your love life. I'm divorced, and I'm single too. So that's something, again, I can really resonate with, but at the end of the day, you gotta find a way. So what I'm hearing underneath that, I wonder if you if you can pinpoint what we were talking about earlier, that I'm hearing in this. If she's looking at other people who have. Oh, com- the comparison. Totally, yeah, she's yeah. in comparison. Oh, or yeah. he, he or she is in comparison. So at the end of the day, one, you know, there's a beautiful saying. The sun and the moon do not compete. I'm, I'm, bo- I'm butchering, butchering this, uh, this, this quote, but it's like the sun and the moon, they both shine, but they shine in their own time. So no comparisons, people. Look, Put that in the, right at the book. Look, the book. Mic drop. Did y'all get that? Did y'all get like that? It. So the sun and moon, they both shine, but they shine in their own time. So you have to... <laughs>
0: The sun <laughs> and the moon, the sun and the moon, Most it, it, yeah.
1: Okay, like like <laughs> Andy's loving this. Andy's loving, loving this. All
0: right. I so, get excited yeah. about starting something new, but then I give up. How do I make myself follow through?
1: Your why isn't deep enough. So why are you doing this in the first place? My why, Andy's why, is so deep rooted that I wake up in the morning, even on a bad day and I'm excited. I cannot wait to do my work. I can't wait to be in service. You can't wait to jump on live. You can't, Andy can't wait to to be with his people, to support people, to share his story, um, to support other people in sharing their story. So your why isn't deep enough, which means get to the root of it. Think about when was the very first time you decided and knew you wanted to do that thing you want to do? When was the very first time? How old were you? What was that moment? Why did you want to do it? How did it make you feel when you realized you were creative or when you realized you were supposed to be an entrepreneur or you, when you realized, whatever these talents and skills are? Your why gets to be really deep. It's not just, I'm, I want to be a jewelry designer. Well, why? Because I want people to wear my jewelry. There's not something that's not, that's not deep enough, right? Yeah, of course, we want people to watch our videos and listen to our, read our books and buy our jewelry, it but it's something deeper.
0: Is it typically in alignment with something that happened in that person's childhood?
1: Um, I'd say, I wanna say yes, but not necessarily. Sometimes you don't, you don't realize until much later what it is you have a skill for. You might not even develop that skill until later, but what it is is when you look at the contribution you're gonna make, Connect that feeling to some, to d- the different points in your life that have gotten you there. Mm, so it might yeah. not be your childhood, but it may be other points in your life. Or even right now, that moment when you first did that thing, how someone rea- reacted to it, gotcha. how you felt. Yeah. Gotcha. So you've got to connect it to something deeper during the course of your life, for so, sure.
0: So the next question and the last question is, how do I find my passion when I don't feel any? How do I find my passion when I don't feel any?
1: Um, I would ask that person. See, I have more questions for that person. I want to know what they're doing. I want to know how they're spending their time. I want to know if they're on the couch. I want to know what they're eating. I want to know if they're Netflixing nonstop. Right. Gary Vee talks about Netflixing all the time. And it's just like Netflix is awesome. But like, what are you doing with your time? Because if you're not passionate, it's like when people say I'm bored. Yeah. You're bored because you're boring. It's right. Hard. I know this is hard. <laughs> this is this is like some harsh coaching right now. But if you're if you're not passionate, you're, you're if you can't find the passion, it's because you're not being passionate. Like, what are you doing with your time? Are you exploring things that you like to do? Are you doing the things that you like to do that make you laugh, that make you joyful? The question
0: comes down to how. Is there there a way to find out how to find out exactly what you want? I'm sure the person who figures it out is going to be rich. But is there a way to find out how to find out exactly what you want and to make sure that you're on the right course? Or do you just get to continue to be present?
1: Um, I think it's a combination. Like, honestly, there is no, I think everybody wants a quick fix and there's no one stop shop for it. Okay. You got to know yourself. First of all, how did you figure out what you wanted?
0: Uh, through sp- my spiritual.
1: Through, through your spiritual? God, yeah. I mean, I figured out how, what I wanted through trial and error. Like, I had multiple careers before. I mean, I was a fashion stylist for six months, right? And I I did marketing and public relations for 15 years. And then I went into interior design. I followed the breadcrumbs.
0: Gotcha. So what you're saying is that this continuous progression after what it is that you may want.
1: Absolutely.
0: So one person may, de- may have a desire to, for example, in my career, they, they may have a desire to want to be a speaker. They end up becoming a speaker and then they realize they want to do something else.
1: Absolutely. They might, l- they might learn that they're a really great teacher mm. and they might want to put on courses. They might want to have online courses. They might decide, oh, my gosh, what I've been speaking about, I want to write about. They might end up becoming authors. Right, right. That, so the, it can go in so many different directions. I think we're really hard on ourselves, that there is one way and it's the right way and it's the only way. And when you get into that, it's an either or conversation. And Obviously. when you're in an either or conversation, you're pulled, it's, it's like resistant, Left or right. Left or right, where you can have so it all. what's
0: the opposite of either or then? Both and.
1: Both and. Both and. How can I have a goal and also allow myself to explore it? Okay. How can I make a decision and choose something but also be open and aware and present to your point so that when something comes up, I'm like, oh, that looks good too. Is there a way that I can create both and here? Gotcha. Like, yeah, so t- you're always t- t- gonna be in the question. Is-
0: instead of going left or right and having to choose between one or the other, it- what you're saying essentially is how can I do both of it and everything, and, you know, so everything. So how can I do both and everything? Powerful. Now, the last question that I have for you is how important is progression to being successful.
1: I think it's everything. I think it's everything. It's really the, the root of that is um, about enjoying the journey. It's a, literally, I've been talking about enjoying the journey the whole time. Um, and and that, that is progression right there. Because every day is a new moment and a new opportunity for me to choose something powerful. Every moment is a new opportunity for me to correct, to mm. course correct. Every moment is an opportunity to grow, for me to learn, for me to get better and better and better and progress every day. That is progression. And that is the definition of success because success isn't a destination you're getting to. It's the way you live your life.
0: Gotcha. Success, it, it's the way you live your life. And, and you in living your life, number one, what I, what I took away from you, And I'm sure you may have taken something, something else away. I hope so. But what I, what I took away from you is that I get to be present, not only myself, but we get to be present in our journey and not so focused on the end destination. And in addition to that, instead of choosing either or of something in our life that we want to accomplish, we get to do both and, which is everything that we want to accomplish. Yep. Okay. Now, I know we didn't talk about this, but I did want to talk about this ways of being. Okay. You've been coaching me on my ways of being and I've been learning about ways of being and I get to share that with my audience about what ways of being actually is and how to identify your ways of being and course correct to be in the best place in your being. Yeah. So let's start off with what is it? What is ways of being?
1: So you guys know what doing is, right? Doing is when I take an action and I choose to do something, be active, right? Um, So being is how I am choosing to do the doing. So in other words, one way, one, um, I wanna give you guys an example so that it's really clear. So I have a difficult conversation to, to have with someone. So the doing is gonna be, I'm gonna have this difficult conversation. In terms of ways of being, there's another, the ways of being means how am I gonna deliver the message that I have to deliver? So if I wanna tell Andy something, he pissed me off, right? Andy did something that pissed me off. He didn't, but I'm just saying. I'm gonna be like, I can. there are multiple ways that I can deliver that message. Andy, you know what, you really made me mad. This is what happened and I really am not about this. You disrespected me or whatever the conversation may be that I have this beef with Andy. That's one way of being. So what was that way of being that you just experienced? Andy, I'm really sick of this.
0: Uh, that was de- deliberate. I would say that was aggressive. Uh, anger, you had anger in there? All you pissed off.
1: So aggressive, angry, pissed off. I can have the same conversation with Andy with a different way of being. Andy, look, I just want to be really honest with you. When this happened, it made me really uncomfortable. And it actually pissed me off. And this is why it pissed me off. And this is what I want you to know about me. What did you experience in that way of being? I
0: felt you being present. I felt that you were connected with me and I felt that you were actually loving because you were sharing what you experienced.
1: So same message, different way of being. So the action could take be one that, thing. Okay, I'll, I'll let Andy take, take, take it away. Take
0: that I mean, oh, you know, I come from an impoverished area, and there's a lot of women over there, for example, that I have a lot of love for, but the way that they share their message to their significant other comes off as example A, you know, example number one, yeah. where it came off aggressive, and the guy felt aggressive or he took that aggressive now how can this affect your business the reason the way that this could affect your business and she taught me she's one of the people that taught me this how it could affect my business is that i'm still sharing the same message but the way that it's coming off is completely different so the first time you shared it i felt that you were aggressive and it was more of an attack and the second time you shared the same message i felt that you were present connected and loving
1: this is so powerful for your clients This is so powerful for your your colleagues. This is powerful for your partners, for your vendors, for every aspect of your business because if you don't master your ways of being, then you don't get people on your side. Mm. Even like your followers, your fans. Like I've you know, you watch some people and there's something a little bit different about one person versus the other. And they're
0: saying the same thing. And
1: they're saying the same thing. Yeah. But there's they're not connected. Maybe one of them is disconnected. Maybe it feels like somebody's talking down to you or teaching you something. You don't feel like they've been where you've been. You don't feel like they're doing Prince <laughs> is so cute. You don't feel like they're they're do, they they understand where you're at because their ways of being is you know, condescending or high and mighty or whatever that is. So paying attention to your ways of being will really empower you in your business and it'll, it, it can catapult the amount of money you pull in too. 100%. Because your way, another way of being, maybe the most important around business and closing deals and making sales is trust. So what does it take for people, for you to be the kind of person that when someone encounters you, they trust you? Gotcha. That right there, that's like the most powerful way of being, right?
0: So what is the way of being to invoke or create trust in a relationship? Um,
1: I'd say the way of being to evoke trust is to be connected. Connection. That's the okay. first one. You got to, People have to feel like you care. That's the other thing. Is, so connected, the C's. Connected, caring, uh, and convicted. Convicted. Convicted, meaning like you believe in your message. When I speak... I full body believe every word I'm saying, so no one's gonna feel like I'm trying to sell, like peddle something. I'm trying to sell them something that isn't true and isn't honest and real to me because I'm convicted. So connection, caring, and conviction. 100%. Yeah, okay, gotcha. those are the most powerful ways and of being.
0: So what is one of the most, what is one thing that you can leave off uh, in this interview today that people can take an action step to being a progressive individual, to progress their life. And this is so general, and the reason why it's generalized is so everyone can take action. Yep.
1: I say there is a three step. Is it okay for me to give three steps? Right, three okay, steps three steps, y'all. The first, you gotta know yourself. So get really honest with yourself about who you are and what you're up to, okay. what you want. The second step is own it. That's confidence. You have to accept who you are. Own your gifts, your skills, your talents. I mean, you got this, right? So you get to walk through life like I I had this. Third is to shine. And like we talked about the sun and the moon shining in their own time, you get to shine. Never feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, shy to really show and share with people who you are. That's what Andy does so well. That's why you guys watch him, right? Like he connects with people. He knows how to shine. You know, you floss. Any kind of any any term you want to give it, really, you guys, like that's what it's about. So know yourself, own it, and shine. Wow,
0: thank you so much yeah. for being on the show my way. You. Thank, thank you. Thank
1: you for having me and Prince on. Yes. Thank Hello. you for coming on the show, Yes, <laughs> Yes.